Welcome to another episode of the Missional Student Podcast. Awesome people talking about awesome things. It's our tagline. It is our tagline. One of the same set awesome people is me, John, one of your hosts, and my co-host. Phil, here, happy to be with you. And Missional Student is a podcast that works in connection with missionalstudent.com. And so Phil will tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, check out our website. We've got blogs posted there pretty much every week from different youth pastors and students who are just seeking to live and lead missional. And so here are some of their thoughts. We have a post that should be up on the site right now. If you want to go and check it out, it answers the question, is your student ministry, is your youth group missional? And so if you're a youth pastor or you're just wondering, hey, is my youth group or maybe I can help my youth pastor make our youth group more missional, make more about partnering with Jesus on mission. Written by a great friend of mine, Scott Irwin. Over, He's a pastor out at Bethel Church in Indiana. Just a neat guy. Some great thoughts there. And then we will also be launching here on the website. I think it's available live now. The Is Your Youth Group Missional Quiz. So you could have, if you're a youth pastor, if you want to check it out, take that quiz and see how your youth ministry scores and see if you guys are uh, living missionally. Is that kind of like a BuzzFeed quiz where it'll tell me what pie I am based on how missional my youth group is? Exactly. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. That makes me even, I didn't realize that we were doing BuzzFeed quizzes as some of our content. That makes me even more excited now. It's legit. It's now, legit. I will waste more time at work on this site than I did prior <laughs> to that. Um, perfect. So we are in this series on missional rhythms. And so going back to, we had, we started with missional thinking and we're kind of building off. So in order to start being living missionally and being living on mission, you need to start with thinking missionally. And then you move to loving missionally and then praying as out of that love comes talking to God. And through that talking to God, you start conversations, you start listening to people and hearing their stories. And then a natural inroad to that is just sharing a meal with them and talking and the importance of that. And last week, last week we talked about serving as uh, just the natural uh, from listening and from eating just moves into service and to doing things. And so today we are talking about living missionally, which sounds like just basically everything we've been talking about, but I think it's something different. So what is missional living? Yeah. And just to speak holistically, missional rhythms are practical ways that you can join God on mission in your life every day. And again, that's, that's the mission. That's the vision of missional student is to equip students to live on mission every day. And so how do you do that? Yeah, I want to live missionally. I want to live for Jesus. I want to help people far from him, make steps closer to him. How do I do that? It's how we think. It's how we love. It's how we serve. And today it's how we live. Another word you could use is how you walk, how you walk. And scripture speaks a lot about our walk. And I don't know if you use that language like, hey, man, how's your walk? You know, when you're talking to a fellow brother or sister in Christ, meaning, hey, are you living for Jesus the way you should be? Because so often we're easily distracted in our walk. We get on rabbit trails. We get off the path. And God calls us as his children to be holy before him, to, to be set apart in how we live. And I think it's, it's, really, it's really potent that we have a high potency uh, in our lives, that when people see our lives, they say, whoa, there's something different there. Their priorities are different. The lifestyle choices that I see are different. The kind of media, let's make it personal, the kind of media and entertainment they consume is different. 
you know, the words that they use is different. That's called being distinct. And God calls us to be holy, which means set apart. He wants your life to be distinct from that of the world. We're to be in the world, but not of the world. We're supposed to love the people in the world, but we're not supposed to love the world. And submissional living is all about walking in such a way to please the Lord in your life. Mm, That's good. That's good. And there's so many, that's something I love that you talked about uh, how it is our walk. Cause that's just a huge, that's just a, that, throughout all of scripture, just the script, the analogy of us being on a journey and us being on a path and us walking differently is something that's throughout all of scripture and something that I think we talk about a lot just in general. I mean, there's, you know, like, do you, do you talk the talk or do you walk the walk is a common phrase that is told in culture and the young people are saying that these days Um, (laughs) but i mean that is just something that's just are you living consistently with what you're saying and if we're talking and if we're listening and if we're serving we need to also be living in consistency with what we're saying with the gospel for sure yeah and it's interesting if you you were to talk to a teenager who was a a christian 20 years ago they probably have a wwjd bracelet on and you know for teenagers nowadays if you told them what's wwjd they'd look at you like i don't know is that a drug what is that you know and it, it simply means what would jesus do and it was a movement you know back in the late 20th century it was just like for christians challenging them to follow jesus in the everyday stuff of life you know hey what decision should i make here what would jesus do and so that's a great way to contextualize it. But in the lunchroom, you know, when the certain texts being passed around at school, when guys are talking about a girl a certain way in the locker room, what would Jesus do? How does he call us to live? And what I would propose to you as kind of the main idea for missional living today is that God wants us to stand out, stand out, and not for the sake of of being different, because we all know those people in our lives who just are different for the sake of being different. They want to dress differently just to stick out. It's to be like Jesus, because if we are like Jesus in our lives and living like him and his priorities are ours and Christ's likeness is our goal, we will stand out Mm. in a dark world. Mm. You know, we're called to be salt and light. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but light doesn't really shine unless it's in darkness. So the whole idea of being salt and light necessitates that we have a presence in the world, that we have a presence in the world and that we're shining through our lifestyle. Yeah. And also just the even in just living the way that Jesus lived, like we talked about this last week with, you know, how Jesus lived in service, like Jesus lived such a radical and countercultural life. And a lot of his commands are so opposite the way that we think that if we even just as we're living our our life to be more in tune with who Jesus is, we will start living, we will be distinct and we will continue to be distinct. And uh, yeah, like you said, but one thing, light shines in darkness, but also light affects darkness as well. That's something in that with light and the salt, they both drastically yeah. change what they're what they're a part of and i think that's a very strong part of this like we're called to be light and mm-hmm. that means to shine in the darkness and that means to affect change in said darkness that's good that's really good yeah we we are we're meant to stick out to, to be stand out in our lives you know uh, a verse that i've thought about for a long time and i think a lot of people think of it when they think of sharing jesus is in first peter three fifteen, and the part that we always remember is always be ready to give an 
a defense or give an answer to anyone who asks for the reason the hope is in you. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, and in that Greek word there, give a defense or a reason is the word that we use to get the English word apologetics. And it's like defending your faith. And we get passionate about, oh, I'm going to defend my faith for this or that. And it's for whatever reason they see Christ in you and you can do the five arguments for the existence of God and you could defend the inerrancy and the trustworthiness of scripture and get all excited about these things. But really the context of first Peter three, if we were to back up a few verses and read verses eight, nine and following, it says, finally, all of you, and this is towards the end of this book that Peter is writing to a church that has been pushed to the margins of society, who's being persecuted, some of the worst persecution, in the age of the church right now, he says, finally, all of you be like-minded, be unified together, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with a blessing. And then he asks this question a few verses down in verse 13, who is going to harm you if you're eager to do good? And then it says, but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. And then it jumps into what we just read about giving an answer for the hope that's in you. And then in verse 16, right after that, it says, having a good conscience so that those that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. Why were they being persecuted? You know, it says here that was because of their distinct lifestyle. You know, and so often I think when I think of persecution, it's like, oh, I'm standing on the street corner saying Jesus saves, you know, you know, repent and believe. It's like the early Christians were being persecuted because they lived differently. They had distinct lives. And I think a life that has impact, a life that is salt and light is a life that stands out just like Jesus did. And just even in this verse, in this final, like having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. I read that and I remember in my general epistles class at Moody, we talked about this, like live such in such a good way that when people try to slander you, other people do the work for you. Mm. Other people, like people say, mm. oh no, that guy's, that guy's awful. Like he's terrible. No, he's not. Do we know the same person? No, that's obviously a lie. That's something my parents have talked with me about just relationally and everything. The biggest thing they drilled into me was live your life above reproach. Live in a way that if someone were to say, were to make an accusation like, oh, he is having sex with his girlfriend to live in a life that people would be like, ah, to me like, no, you're obviously lying. Have you met the kid? Um, (laughs) And I think that is hardest to do in high school it is hardest to live that counterculturally especially like in your in the locker room and people are talking and you it's so hard to just be that person to be like oh no let's let's stop that or you're at a sporting event and people are are cussing or they're taking the lord's name in vain and you just i've done that on occasion in high school i'd be like especially with like using using the lord's name in vain people i'd just be like hey yo can you can you stop that like, I don't care, like, what other words, but just that word specifically, like, as our relationship, can you can you not do that? And that is something incredibly hard to do in high school because you care so deeply about how other people perceive you. And it's so hard to live that radically. And you are you are persecuted and you are victimized for that as the person who doesn't go with the norm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, people don't like 
when your lifestyle implies that maybe theirs is wrong you know and that's where it's like hey we have a humility we have a love it's not a superiority thing that i'm better than you it's hey this is christ has called me to live this way christ has called me to be distinct to be like him i want to be an imitator of jesus i want god has called me to please him not men you know it's just huge and so you know you exactly what you said being above reproach if your teacher or professor knows someone cheated you know, it should be like the thought of you cheating and be like, that's ridiculous. There's no way that was them. You know, uh, when something was stolen from a locker and you were on hall pass during that time, you know, everyone should be able to say, oh, there's no way it was them. Did you see anything when you were out in the hall? Like that's the kind of reputation. That's a life that causes people to ask questions. And again, this connects, we talked about serving last week and how that just, it makes people think and ask questions. You're like, what, what's going on like, with them? And that's the same way we should be distinct by our lives. You know, uh, and it, you're absolutely right. It's difficult to stand alone. It is hard to do that when everyone else is dancing a certain way, is talking a certain way, is texting a certain way, whatever it be. It's hard to do what's right. But remember, we, we serve God ultimately, and he sees everything. And so yeah, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, when you say, hey, I'm going to live for him, I'm going to follow him and no one else, not my culture, it pleases the Lord. You know, one thing as I've been just thinking about this idea of missional living over the last several weeks that's really kind of stood out, you know, that passage, and I've taught on this before, I was thinking, I, I remember preaching um, in Matthew 5, this is going back probably six years ago and being salt and being light. I talked all about sharing Jesus and evangelism. And as I've kind of just allowed that passage to percolate in my heart, what I've seen is the context for being salt and light is talking about the way we live. And again, if you know John and I, you need to get to Jesus. We need to get to the gospel that Jesus died for sinners who we need. Missional sharing's coming up. Keep listening to the next few podcasts. You're going to hear about how to articulate the gospel and uh, use gospel fluency to talk about Jesus and his story in a way that people can understand and listen. But the context of Matthew 5 is our personal holiness, our righteousness, peacemakers. You're being poor in spirit. And it says even in Matthew 5, 10, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So it's like, it's, it's this lifestyle again, this mission of living where we're living a distinct life. And then out of that comes, let your light shine before others so that they may see what? Your good works. You know, and, and I just, I feel like for me, being salt and light has always been associated to the verbal proclamation of the gospel. But what I would just say for you, student, wherever you are, pastor, Christian, does your life, does your life match your message? Does your walk match your witness? You know, and so are we living in such a way that confirms what we're going to say about Jesus or denies. And I hope also, like, as we're talking, you're realizing, and as you've been listening to all of these, the the overall theme for all of these missional rhythms is relationship. Relationship between you and God and relationship between you and others. And I think that stands so firmly in this rhythm specifically because standing out and being different and making those, dis- and being that distinction is easier when you have that relationship with people. 
it is easier to call out things with from people when you already have that trust. You've been eating, you've been talking, you've been praying, you've been loving, and they see that in you. And all of that goes into just living distinctly, as well as that relationship with God. Like you said, we are called to serve God and not men and to do that, to do. And so all of this just kind of comes together and it just hinges on that relationship with others and that relationship with God and how, how you are in both of those things. That's good. Yeah, that's spot on. And so, you know, I think the best thing we can do is to be people who seek the presence of God in our personal lives because a distinct and a holy life needs to come out of a heart that's been transformed and led by the Holy Spirit. And so often I think we try to use legalism and rules and boundaries to try to force ourselves to live differently as, instead of allowing it to be an overflow of our love and our heart for Jesus as he's transformed us through the washing of his word in our hearts. And so we need to be people who bathe ourselves in scripture, who are filled with the Holy Spirit, empowered to, to do the work of ministry in our lives, to be missional people. And so um, the worst thing we could do I think, or you could do walking away from this podcast is just to, to feel this weight of guilt because maybe your lifestyle doesn't match your message. The thing to do is to get on your knees is repent before the Lord and ask him for his help, knowing that we are weak and when we are weak, he is strong and we can boast about our weakness and allow him to change us. And, and kind of, um, you know, along that same lines, none of us are perfect. And if you're living close enough to people who are far from Jesus, they will see your imperfection at times. And imperfection is different than, than hypocrisy. You know, hypocrisy is willfully, you know, doing something that you know is wrong and continuing to do that and telling other people it's still wrong. You know, uh, being imperfect is simply, hey, I mess up sometimes, but what I'm going to do when I miss that mark is I'm going to confess, I'm going to be open about it, I'm going to call it out, and I'm going to seek to change in my life. And so I think that can be an amazing thing. I mean, say you get mad and you blow up on a sports team to a teammate and you just lose it. It's like, hey, afterwards, go up to him. Hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. That is not who I should be. That's not who I am. And just that is amazing. And again, that is a way to be distinct because who does that? Who does that? And, you know, even in our failures, we can utilize, leverage those failures in our own walks to point to Jesus and our need for Jesus. And even in that, like connecting back when you were talking about being salt and light and um, that passage in Matthew, I did a lot of study on First John where it talks about those who are walking in the light and talks a lot about that in the beginning. And all of the context in that is talking about living in confession and living in transparency of your wrongdoings and how countercultural that is. Like you are washed in scripture and you are convicted of your sin and then you confess that and to live in that transparency, but to like reject that to, to make light mm. of, of your sin or to try and cover it up is to cover up God's light shining through you. And then it makes it more difficult to be light to the world. And even, and that is just a very profound way to, because we don't admit, as humans, mm. we don't admit failure and we don't naturally admit who we are. And that's an incredible way to stand out and to live that light is to let the light of God shine through you, exposing yourself for how it should be. And there's boundaries and caution with that. Like, don't just tell all of your dirty laundry to everybody, but like living in that transparency of life. Yeah. Just being real and authentic about who we are. Yeah. 
and, and know that we're all at work in progress, right? And it's not like any of us has arrived, but we all have that need for Jesus um, just to cleanse our hearts. So yeah, I encourage you, where can you stand out in your life this week? And maybe there's an area of your life where you realize you've been conforming to the pattern of this world and you need to be transformed to look more like Jesus. And that behavior, that activity, that attitude, that way of speaking is actually distorting your ability to talk about Jesus. And so I challenge you like this week, where can you stand out and be distinct and be holy? Where can you live missionally this week? Yeah. And so encourage you to do that this week and let us know on social media. Now we're kind of transitioning out into, again, one of my favorite segments, which is Phil's book recommendations. What are we what are we talking about today, Phil? Hey, you know, as we talk about personal holiness, there's one of the best books I've ever read on just walking and being spirit led and um, is The Discipline of Grace by Jerry Bridges. Um, Subtitle is God's Role and Our Role in the Pursuit of Holiness. And again, I, I don't want you to walk away with this spirit of condemnation because for those in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation, Romans 8, 1. And I think the discipline of grace just unpacks this idea. And one of my favorite quotes from the book is, is this. He's like, on your best days, I'm sorry, on your worst days, you're never out of reach of God's grace. Mm. And on your best days, you're never beyond the need for God's grace. And so it's just walking in his grace, walking by his grace, The Discipline of Grace by Jerry Bridges. Definitely a book worth reading if you're a follower of Jesus and want to just grow in your personal holiness. So take, check out that book. Take a look at it. Check out, tell us what you think. Tell us how you did uh, last week with the Find a Need, Fill a Need challenge that we gave you guys. And tell us on social media. You can get in contact with us through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at missional student, or uh, send us an email at info at missional student, uh, dot com, or check out the website. Like we said at the beginning of the episode, uh, a lot of really great content, especially, and we have some really cool stuff for mission trips and for mission trip season as they're going through there. If you like the podcast, tell someone about it. Word of mouth is great, but also send us a review. Send us a, give us a five-star review, subscribe and write down something. Tell us what you think. Tell us, uh, we enjoy the feedback and we like, we like hearing that stuff. And that's a great way to get it in front of other people as well. And a great way to share it with people. Until, until next week, uh, I'm John. And I'm Phil. Go live on mission today. Bye-bye, guys.